Hey everyone, welcome to the Revivals Family Podcast, where we discuss what God's doing on college campuses and the need for prayer, family, and revival. Hey everyone, Ty and Carol here. Welcome back to another episode of Revival's Family. We are here with a dear brother and friends, um, Guy Fadlala. He is a um, soccer coach and campus ministry director at Kansas Christian College. And we have an awesome story for you today. I'm pretty excited. Ty, I know you guys have known each other years ago, but you guys years. reconnected recently and it's quite the story. So why don't you start? Tell us how you met, but also how you guys reconnected recently. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it's, it's a wild story. I was doing college ministry and a church plant in San Jose mm-hmm. and um, was pioneering college ministry at San Jose State and um, was working with a lot of athletes, working with football players, basketball players, um, baseball players, mm-hmm. and just through friends of friends, um, met Guy. Guy okay. was um, a transfer, playing soccer there. And um, I mean, he'll share a little bit more of his story, but but we met, he had encountered the Lord, and then transferred schools shortly thereafter. Mm-hmm. And we just had you know, been separated for probably 14-ish years. And we were in DC in January, um, in in December, January, and we were visiting the Bible Museum with our kids. And out of nowhere, you know, Guy comes up and he says, hey, are you Thai Lam? (laughs) And I'm like, yes, how do you know me? And so, and and, um, I mean, it, it was really just this providential reconnect. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so anyway, um, um, we find out that we were both living in Kansas City, that we're both in college ministry, and the Lord reconnected us and our families after 14 years. Okay, so. that is quite wild. So Guy, tell us a little bit. Let's start with, you were at San Jose State. What were you doing there? What was student life there, kind of that season right before meeting Ty? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me here. I, um, well, a little bit of my background, I did not grow up in the church, mm-hmm. um, grew up far away from the things of the Lord. In and, Brazil. In Brazil, yes. Um, Sao Paulo, Brazil is a huge town, so there's a lot of um, temptations, I should say, or, or opportunities um, mm-hmm. that I was able to really live in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, from an affluent home, you know, I had a lot of money and the opportunities even grow higher bigger yeah. for that. Um, but then um, came to Christ, um, trying to, I mean, came to Christ at 17, 18 years old. Then my, still my desire was to play professional soccer. Okay. So that was, that's what brought me to the States, um, the opportunity to play soccer at the college level. And one of the highest places to play soccer is in the NCAA Division One. I transferred to San Jose State and is still pursuing that uh, opportunity to play higher level soccer. Mm -hmm. So you get to San Jose State and do you do, do you get there as a freshman? No, I transfer. You transferred Um, in. I got there as a sophomore. Okay. um, And then played for two seasons there. But while there, I still wasn't walking with the Lord. I had no um, Christian friends. The guy that took me to church um, and, and uh, introduced me to Jesus at, uh, at a young age. He ended up dying wow. in a car accident. So I it really ended up 
with no one around me. My family weren't believers. They were against it. All my friends uh, made fun of me after wow. I told them that I, I was following Jesus. So I, I really struggled um, having no one around me to mm -hmm. disciple, to, to guide me, to help me um, grow in, in, sure. in, in the relationship with the Lord. Yeah. So at San Jose State, you were already a believer, but there just wasn't a community of people right, right. to run with and to, to do Christian life with. Right. So that's kind of the, it sounds like that's kind of the context when the season that you met Ty. Right. And then how did it happen? How did you meet Ty yeah, I was I was um, searching for people to be around with. Um, none, of, none of the guys in the soccer team were, were strong believers. Um, so I searched for um, athletes, of, athletes in action, FCA, a bunch mm -hmm. of different groups. And I was trying to be part of those groups, getting to, getting to know more people, but... But I, I just didn't fit. I, that's how I thought. Yeah. Um, and then one day I ended up uh, at a meeting and I didn't have no idea, don't remember the name of anything, but uh, I met Ty and Ty embraced me for the for the next of uh, the following two to three weeks. That's how how fast our, our relationship wow. was before I before I got baptized and called to the ministry and, and wow. left San Jose State. But um, that all happened in two to three weeks. Two to three weeks. That's, uh, that's what I, that's what I remember. Um, <laughs> just being baptized and, and and feeling that God was calling me for something bigger than just playing soccer. Wow. Um, and then I also felt that I had to leave mm -hmm. uh, to pursue studying the Bible at a Christian school. I had no idea of of that even school Christian schools existed. Yeah. Back then, I just felt that. I'll just go online and, and figure out, find out and, and go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just well. remember, I mean, uh, reflecting on that season, you know, we were in church planning mode, pioneering mode. So we're meeting lots and lots of people. And I just remember when we met Guy, he was just an earnest and hungry young man. Mm -hmm. And and the Lord encountered him deeply. And so we just kind of spent a bunch of time together, eating in meetings, at house gatherings, and, um, and really just excited for what the Lord was beginning in him in terms of hunger for the Lord and, and just having lots of opportunities just to encourage him and invest in him. And, and one day, you know, he gets accepted, you know, for this opportunity to play soccer um, in Michigan mm -hmm. at a Christian college full wow. ride. And he's talking about leaving and I'm just torn because he's just growing. And, right. you know, in any ministry context, you, you want to be able to invest in leaders, um, invest in, in, you know, young believers who become leaders in your ministry. Mm -hmm. And so he's talking about transferring. I'm kind of torn because I'm like, <laughs> you're just coming to the Lord. You're just growing. And, and almost right. as a leader, I almost want to discourage him from going, right. you know, <laughs> and, and, and just realizing the limited time, but wanting to just bless and celebrate and really just stand with him and what the Lord's put in his heart. Mm -hmm. But but it was hard as as one who, you know, as a pastor and leader and wanting to see someone thrive and mature sure. and then make impact, right. you know, like on your campus, in your school. You right. Know? It sounds like that's quite a dramatic two to three weeks of your <laughs> life. <laughs> Do you remember like what were the things being awakened? Like what was it about running with this group of people that just created a context for you to pursue the Lord harder in that season. It was just, was what was impactful to me was uh, just having people around me mm -hmm. that believed in something else than just uh, the, the 
cold, the lukewarm thing that I had in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a, a, an encouragement to see young guys on fire for the Lord, and I and I, it was something palpable. I could I could taste it and right. see, wow, this is possible. Wow. You can be on fire for the Lord. All you need is to have people around you, and that that really um, motivated me to to seek and and. After I be, after I went to Spring Arbor, that's where my faith took took fire because mm-hmm. I was surrounded by people in a college in a Christian setting, mm-hmm. um, a college where where a lot of the young guys were really excited for the Lord, and that's wow. all I needed at that time. Wow! So you go to Spring Arbor, you play soccer there, and you pursue a kind of a Christian degree there. What else happened in that season? Like, how did just that time shape the rest of your life? Well, as soon as I decided to transfer, um, I felt that God was calling me to the ministry. I had okay. no idea what to do and how. Right. Um, I just knew that I needed um, a background in the Bible because I didn't work in the church. Mm-hmm. So I needed to study the Bible more um, before I could open my mouth. I could talk about Jesus, yes, but I um, even in the past in Brazil, right after I got saved, I started talking about Jesus to people. But I, I still, I was still living my my old lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I didn't know any better. Right. Um, but then at Spring Arbor, I was surrounded by people, pastors, friends, mentors, um, just guiding me, helping me to study. And then as soon as I graduated, um, my wife now, which I met at Spring Arbor, we uh-huh. got married and we left to Brazil where we started a ministry in the slums and, and soccer ministry, a mm-hmm. lot of stuff. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, I needed that that moment to mature, that year or so to mature and and then go to the ministry. Got it. And then somehow you end up in Kansas City (laughs) leading a soccer team, discipling students and leading ministry. How did that come to be? Um, Like I said, in 2009, I got married and went to Brazil, started the ministry in the slums Mm -hmm. and um, just helping people at the very, very... uh, um, lot of need in in the slums in a third world third world country mm-hmm. and after seven years of intensely living in the slums preaching and, and wow. having people uh, dealing with drug dealers dealing with with a lot of uh, violence and and also having all my family there but in the richer side of town which sure. has always been a conflict uh, for me to be in one side of the town and then the next day i'm in the slums with drug dealers right um that was kind of stressful for me the seven years were in Brazil and then we we my wife and I we talked and we prayed a lot and it felt that God was closing a door in Brazil we had we, st- we planted a church we still have a church going mm-hmm. um, with a friend of mine's pastoring a church the ministries are going are still going but we felt that, that God was calling us back to the states and then we prayed and prayed and, and we wanted my uh, my wife to be at home mm-hmm. to take care of our three kids yeah. back then it was only two uh-huh. <laughs> but um I, all I could do was coach soccer. It was my passion to use soccer as a tool for ministry, to mm-hmm. gather, build relationships with people. And I've coached kids and I coached a professional team in Brazil, but I never had the opportunity to coach college age students. Yeah. So I felt that God was, was leading me um, back to the States where I could coach college. That was a great opportunity for not only ministry, but also as a job. Yeah. And uh, like, again, I prayed and we... God opened the door here in Kansas City. We didn't know anybody there. We just, uh, 
faithfully uh, believed that God was leading us here yeah. and we just packed our bags and came. That's amazing. Wow. My wife was from Northern Michigan, so we had no one here and just wow. uh, really felt that That's God was amazing opening that the doors. That's amazing that your wife, she actually lived in Brazil for seven years mm -hmm. and she's not a native Brazilian, no. right? Wow. <laughs> so just a few months ago, you guys met again but though you guys were both living in Kansas City, it's funny to me, you don't actually bump into each other in Kansas City. You bump into each other in DC. <laughs> we had lived here three years when, yeah. we, when we were And not that far away, like 30 minutes away. So how did that happen? How did you know who he was? How did you remember him? Tell us a little bit what it was like to bump into Ty again. We went to DC because we were visiting my my brother-in-law okay. lives in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. So before we, we traveled back to, to Kansas City, we just thought, you know what, let's take that couple hours difference and, and go to DC, visit the museum. And mm -hmm. I always wanted to go uh, to, to DC and, and visit the museum of the Bible. My wife loves DC and uh -huh. all the history. And we were just completely in pajamas, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, waiting for that 17-hour car ride. Wow. And it's like, yeah, just, just stop by the museum and, and, and walk around a little bit and go back to K KC. And then all of a sudden, I, we were in the cafeteria. Um, and then I, I see this guy that I thought, man, I know this guy from somewhere. Where do I know him from? And I just started just, you know, right. meeting a lot of people, traveling. And it's like, no, I know this guy. And then his name came up and I Googled it. Oh, it is him. It is wow. Ty. Oh, our time in San Jose. That's so wild. So I, I was just joking. like, no, I have he must to talk not have to aged. him. <laughs> it was it was crazy because you know I was you know I don't know more like in pajamas kind of <laughs> and just looking I bad tell. and just poking him in the shoulder and say, hey, do you, do you, are you Thailand? Do you remember me? It's like, oh, get away from me, man. <laughs> but we were we were in a safe place. <laughs> I struggled, not to be honest. I'm like. I cannot remember where I know you from. And I'm kind of going through different seasons and going through the mental Rolodex. And I'm like, your name sounds so familiar. You look so familiar, but, and so, so I was racking my brain, but like once it hit me, I'm like, oh my goodness, we haven't seen each other in 14 years. Cause you guys didn't keep in touch after no, he transferred. No. This is like pre-Facebook days. Yeah, so yeah. I wonder like what, did you ever think what happened to Guy? from when he transferred, like when he left San Jose State, what did you think he would end up doing? Yeah, I mean, I, we had just connect for a brief, intense season, um, but so oftentimes when someone's out of sight, mm -hmm. it's so easy to be out of mind. Yeah. And, um, you know, we were in a season where we we're meeting so many people sure. and working with new believers. And I, I honestly just, once Guy moved, I think probably for the first few months, we were praying for Guy, praying mm -hmm. that he would say connect well where he was at. Right. But then we honestly, right. I mean, <laughs> life moves on. And also the different times too, with, without social media and that easiness totally. that we have nowadays to, con right. to keep each other right connected. Right now you just add some other texting, friends. Texting, friend, yeah. you know, Back social then, Insta. Like an email. We used <laughs> oh my. Wow. So you see him, you're like, oh my gosh. What were you guys thinking then? And you guys have reconnected. You guys are both in campus ministry since. Just what are some of your thoughts from that meeting? From I just connecting had to again? talk to him. I just, uh, when, I, when I saw my phone and I saw, oh, it is Ty. Um, wow, you know, just, just waiting for a couple, a couple minutes of process. Yeah. Like, wait, do I go talk to him? Is it going to be weird? Right. But I had to go and say hi and, and wow. just um, 
tell him the things that uh, he's done in my life, even though he probably didn't know me, didn't remember me. So, and I remember some things that he took me to, um, some Bible studies, uh, churches, um, a lot great conversations, and then he impacted me so fast and so much that I had to say hi, I had to go and, yeah. and say thank you. But wow. not, not only that, but we ended up uh, discovering that we both live in Kansas City. So yeah. when that happened, so it was wild. like, what? Yeah, I've been coaching soccer and doing ministry at, at a small uh, school in Kansas City in Overland Park. And I learned that day that there's a school in my city <laughs> called Kansas Creed. I mean, I've been doing college ministry for a while. We've lived here 12 years. Oh my goodness. And I learned that day that there's a school in my city called Kansas City, no, Kansas Christian, Christian College. college. Yes. <laughs> Not Kansas Community College. Yep. Yeah. Um, and and I, that was revelatory for me because, I mean, we, we work and know many of the schools in our city. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just remember we ended up having lunch together with our families and we were just sitting, we just sat there in awe of how after all these years we reconnect across the country, but we both live in the same city doing college ministry. Mm -hmm. And I was just so awestruck by the providence of the Lord. You you never know, you know, the people in your life, the people that you meet, that you touch, that you encourage, that you impact. I mean, it it just fueled my faith to stop for the one. Yeah. For the people that Lord puts in front of you, that we would stop and be faithful to love the one, to to really invest and encourage and exhort the person that's in front of us, Mm -hmm. that's around us, even though it may not seem fruitful in the moment or, or you don't think that you had a deep impact. Right. Yeah. I just think how sweet that the Lord let you guys just rediscover this relationship. You know, like you said, we never know just the the impact or the, of the people that we have relationship with. And it's just so kind that the Lord lets us have glimpses sometimes. And just to see, wow, 14, 15 years later, just so much has happened. So I think For that's so encouraging. encouraging so much to see Ty and... and like Ty said, the God's providence and all that, because I coached, I've been coaching for the past three years and a lot of kids from inner city, Kansas City, Kansas, Kansas City, Missouri, refugee students have come and gone. Mm-hmm. And it just encourages me that even though, even if they come for a semester or play soccer or guys that come for a year and leave and move on, go somewhere else, I still have an opportunity, a window of opportunity to impact them right. for Christ. That's, yeah. that's what motivates me. And that whole our story um, and just stays fresh in my mind because when I see everyone I see now I have a window to impact them right maybe in the 15 years from now 20 right. years from now whatever <laughs> who knows who knows you're yeah. collecting stories for no, 15 right. years later I love it yeah no and I'm just I mean part of what's so sweet in this is it wasn't just one chance encounter that we had in DC mm-hmm. and then we go on with our lives I mean what's so fun is now we live in the same city and we we can share just in heart and share in mission. Mm-hmm. And I'm just excited for the opportunity to just grow in friendship and to serve what Guy's doing at KCC and yeah. to be a part of what they're doing and to pray for him, to be able to just come alongside his soccer guys and mm-hmm. his ministry assignment at Kansas City Christ- Kansas Christian College. I got a <laughs> uh, Kansas Christian, um, and, and really just you know be a brother and a friend in this. You know, I mean. What a gift that that we get to reconnect all these years later yeah. and get to be a part of each other's journey to be able to be on mission together. Yeah. You had a really cool story about one of the guys on your team. Share with us a little bit. Yeah. Um, like I mentioned before, a lot of uh, inner city kids, um, refugees, mm-hmm. um, 
were appealed by Kansas Christian, Kansas Christian College because um, of many reasons. But uh, we ended up having a kid from a Muslim background from Afghanistan that's coming here as a, a refugee four or five years ago to Kansas City. And three years ago, recruited him to come play soccer. Yeah. Started this, started a soccer team and needed players and all that. So didn't care much about their backgrounds or anything. Just wanted a place for them to know about Christ. Mm-hmm know him but uh just all of a sudden he has a dream and and be impacted by people on campus that he commits his life to christ and wow. everything changes and it's just now now he's close to a 4.0 gpa wow. student he is involved in every opportunity he has in the ministry he's going he's coming with us to to to, to talk about kcc different churches wow. so just uh, just a blessing that's wow. amazing come on yeah. I love That's it. That's what keeps me doing what I do at yeah. KCC. What a joy to get to, to be together, Guy. Um, I'm excited and expectant for what the Lord wants to do in the coming days at Kansas Christian College. And um, we're so overjoyed and honored to, to get to reconnect and just be on this journey together. So thank you so much for making yeah, time. Yeah, thank, thank you. To be with us on this podcast. I think your story is going to encourage many. Mm-hmm. And really, you know, I, I'm deeply encouraged, but but my faith is, Lord, you know, where are the geese that you want us to love and to encourage and to touch mm-hmm. that years later will become a church planner, one who's leading others to the Lord? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Thank you guys so much. Praise God for all yeah. that. Thank you so much for having me here. Thank you. Awesome. Well, bless you guys. See you guys in the next Revivals Family episode.